Hello, podcast universe, and thank you for returning for episode two of Plus Size Empowerment. As you may know, I'm Katie Waitman, and I'm here to talk about real life as a plus size woman. In my last episode, I gave a brief explanation of the steps I took to learning how to talk about a subject that I was never able to truly discuss before. It can still be a difficult topic of discussion for me if I'm keeping it 100% honest, but I am slowly growing in the confidence that I need to tell the world what it feels like. Today, I wanna talk about how our body images have an effect on our mental health. There are some people in the world who believe quote unquote mental health is just a made up expression used by people who are overly sensitive. And I'm here to tell you that that is a complete load of garbage. Those people have either experienced a lot of issues in their mental health and refuse to acknowledge that they feel those things, or they've never truly experienced it at all. But we're now living in an age where the topic is becoming more publicized and people are finally speaking up about it. It's funny that people equate this growth, quote unquote again, of mental health issues to a generational aspect, but that's not it. Or maybe it is, but not for the reasons they claim. Mental health issues have been around for a long time. Depression, anxiety, eating disorders, bipolar, and the list goes on and on and on. These are all issues that have always existed, but until now, no one has wanted to admit that they exist. It's not an increasing number of people experiencing issues with their mental health. It's an increasing number of people acknowledging their mental health and finding ways to deal with it. So I'll tell you a little about my own journey with mental health, and you'll see some huge correlations in this to my body image issues. Ever since I was a child, I have always been this very sensitive person. You can ask anyone who knows me. My emotions are kind of all over the place. Being hyper aware of my own body is also nothing new. I was always very aware that something was different about me from my prepubescent days to high school, even to now. And I have never quite felt comfortable in my own skin. And that has always left this cloud of depression and self-doubt looming over me, waiting for the moment when my fears were confirmed to rain on my whole day. In the second grade, at the age of seven, I was the third tallest girl in my class. I had huge feet, a little bit of a gut, like my daddy, and big Bucky Beaver teeth that always got me in trouble with class pictures if I did my quote-unquote cheese grin instead of smiling like an acceptable human. Even at that age, I was desperate to be noticed and accepted by other kids. Being a July baby, it was hard to get anyone to come to my birthday parties because my mom really didn't have ways of being in contact with any of the parents from my school. So each year, we'd plan a party with balloons and a cake and goodie bags and games, and it would usually end up just being me and my family celebrating alone. 
I spent a lot of those birthdays in tears, feeling unimportant and unliked. I had a crush on one of the boys in class who never even looked my way. I know, even as a a seven-year-old kid, I was a sensitive, boy-crazy kind of girl. What can I say? But all of my friends were at least a foot shorter than me, and I was one of the only children at that age wearing a woman's size shoe. Fast forward a couple years to the age of nine. Now I'm experiencing acne. My feet are even bigger, topping out at a women's size 10. I have acquired my first set of braces. Side note, before getting my own braces, I thought having braces was one of the coolest things to have at that age. It seemed like anyone else older than me who had them was more popular. So I was pretty excited when I got them. Needless to say though, these braces did not automatically make me popular and coupled with my new glasses, thanks dad again for the crappy vision gene, I looked like a huge nerd. Anyway, that was also the year I became the first kid in my class to meet that dreaded word, puberty. So not only did I have to find shirts that didn't make me look fat, yes, even at nine I was worried about looking fat, I had to find shirts that wouldn't show that I was now growing boobs. And I won't even get started on the fact that I was the only girl who got my period that young. Although, another side note, elementary school restaurants, restrooms are not equipped with bins for feminine hygiene products. Or at least they weren't in the 90s and early 2000s. So that meant that I had to get creative about disposing of these things when I went to the restroom. This often consisted of waiting until everyone else had left the room before I darted from my stall to the garbage can with the embarrassing item in my hand wrapped in toilet paper. I would throw it away and then use far too many paper towels to hide it further. Those were some of the most embarrassing days of my life. So now I'm this dorky nine-year-old with braces, glasses, boobs, size 10 New Balances, and maxi pads. What's not to love about all these things? And of course, with puberty comes hormones, so those feelings of depression I was already feeling from being that awkward kid, yeah, those were magnified. I mean, they were magnified to the point that before I hit middle school, I started to have those thoughts of, maybe the world would be better without me. I'm fat, I'm ugly, I have these gross boobs, boys don't like me, girls don't want to be my friend, my mom hates me. Side note, my mother never hated me, but I think all kids go through this stage. And I just hate my life. Now, as a 26-year-old woman, who might still think most of these things on a daily basis, it breaks my heart to believe that any 9-year-old child could feel all this self-hatred, but I never had a name to put with it before. And then, as a teenager, I learned more about depression it finally made sense to me. Confronting this thing was a whole different rodeo though. 
I tried telling my parents, my doctor, and anyone that mattered that I thought I was depressed. And they all just told me that was part of being a teenager. I was looking for attention. I wasn't depressed, just hormonal. I didn't have anything to be depressed about. So the battle continued silently from that point because no one would believe me. And hearing them reject that over and over again only made it harder for me to cope. In high school, I thought losing weight would boost my confidence. My mom was always pretty hard on me about being fat. For all the mom-like reasons, she wanted me to be healthy, didn't want me to be at risk for diabetes, you know, that whole spiel. They're all legitimate concerns, but I never saw them as that. I was a kid that was already so overly conscious about my body that those things just made it harder to cope with the fact that I hated myself, so I lost weight. And I was fairly happy about it. I was excited to shop in the quote-unquote skinny sections of the store, and I felt like my body was a little more acceptable. But I still wasn't completely happy. I was so hyper-focused on losing weight, and I saw all these changes in my body, but I still felt extremely fat. I was five foot four and 140 pounds. But I could think, but all I could think was that everyone keeps telling me that I should only be 120 pounds. I had reached this level of achievement and it still wasn't good enough. But in that time frame, I finally had my first boyfriend at the age of 16, and then he dumped me for another girl. Yes, she was skinnier and prettier than I was, but (laughs) I'm not ashamed to say that I got so much satisfaction out of watching her reject him in the same way that he did me. Hey, sometimes you just have to rejoice in those petty moments. After that, I had a couple more guys interested in me, but I was feeling so rejected from before that I withdrew from the dating scene once more. I didn't want to go through that rejection over and over, so I decided no one else was going to get the chance to do that to me. And then I was lonely for quite a while. I'll try not to get into the woe is me mindset but being fat in college didn't make it easy to date. And so after the boyfriend at 16, I stayed single for a long time until I was 24. After college, I decided I wanted to date and I figured that there had to be someone out there who would not be repulsed by me, right? Well, I signed up for some dating sites and I got a lot of attention. It was very satisfying. I actually started to feel beautiful for once. But the problem was that none of these guys knew what my body looked like. Because I had been so ashamed to put that I was fat on my profile that I listed my body type as average and I was one of those girls who only posted selfies that showed my face so I went on a lot of dates I talked to a lot of guys I fell really really hard for some of them 
and then they all ended up ghosting in the end. Only two of those guys were ones that I actually rejected myself because they made me feel super uncomfortable and I was not cool with that. But the rest had ghosted on me. So I fell into this depression yet again. Repeated rejection, no feedback. I could only assume that they didn't like me because I was fat. Because all these men were people I had talked to for weeks before meeting in person. We got along swimmingly online. And then after one date, poof. It was like they ceased to exist. Are you picking up on the pattern here? My body felt like a burden, and each time it caused me more heartache, I hated myself a little more. Body issues meet depression and anxiety. I eventually did end up with a date that stuck, and after almost three difficult years together, we're still trying to make life work together. And I'm not saying my life and my confidence is determined by having someone love me. That is not the case at all. But during that time, I was finally able to stop worrying so much about rejection and realize that I was actually a pretty awesome person. My confidence with my body is still nowhere near what I want it to be, but I feel it's getting there. And I would like to think that even if that date hadn't worked out and I had given up on dating again, I would have found some of that peace I needed to begin loving myself enough to not hate my body. Being fat is one of the greatest obstacles I've had to face in my life, simply for the fact that I had to learn how to be happy and love my body even if I wanted to change it. You don't realize the challenges that come with trying to love something while changing it at the same time. My body has been this obstruction in my happiness for 26 years, and it has taken me that long to realize that being fat doesn't have to mean being miserable. It is what I make of it. But at the same time, wanting to change something does not equate to hating it either. It just means putting in the effort to make it better than it was before. For instance, when a parent who adores their child has a son who turns to drugs and alcohol, do they suddenly stop loving their child? If they're a decent parent, no. Do they want to see a change? I sure hope so. And by trying to make that change, they are showing an act of love through the adversity. Sometimes it has to be tough love. Sometimes that means your child making your child face some consequences and then teaching them ways to fix the mistakes they've made, not fixing them for them. That's tough love. But it's important too to never mistake cruelty for tough love. These are two different fields. It would be cruel to turn your back on your child and tell them you get what you deserve. There is no love in that. 
So going back to the topic of the body, I had to learn that there is a difference between showing your body tough love and simply being cruel to yourself because of your body. Side note, Rogi has just joined us, so if you hear a jingle bell in the background, that's her little collar. I blame myself and my body for all of my issues. I was fat, so I was ugly. I was incapable of being loved. I was incapable of having friends. I was not allowed to love myself because I was fat. I would never be good enough to be loved as long as I was fat. I decided to change my body yet again. I started dieting, working out, and losing weight. I got a thrill from the results, but I still felt like I was punishing myself rather than doing what I enjoyed. After making that discovery, I began finding ways to enjoy working out. I noticed the muscle tone in my legs and arms. I noticed that I was able to lift larger amounts of weight each time. I saw that I was having to increase the weight on the machines after people who had used them first, and it made me feel so strong. Working out had become a thrill of seeing what I was capable of rather than a punishment for being what I was. That was the first time I realized that I could love my body even though I was changing it. I could love watching it grow strong. My body was capable of doing 30 leg presses under 120 pounds of weight. My body was capable of deadlifting 30, then 40, then 50 pounds. My body was capable of making changes that made me feel better about it, despite the fact that it was still fat. I realized that I needed to find out what I could do, not find out how I could look. And the anxiety that I felt from worrying about people watching the fat girl work out and pity her or wonder if she needs help, yeah, that went away. I turned into the girl who had the thoughts of, I hope people are watching me. I hope they can see what my body can do. And they think, that girl, she's awesome. I'd love to say that I feel that way every single time I work out and that I never feel those insecurities, but they're still there from time to time. The difference is that my whole worth is no longer determined by my size. And rather than feeling shame for what I can't do, I have learned to appreciate all the things I can do. I look forward to going to the gym to see what I can accomplish. Yes, I'm still fat. I will probably always be a big girl, but I'm okay with that. I have a vision in my head of the way my body could look that would give me confidence despite the number on the scale. I don't need to be skinny to be happy. I just need to be better every single day. 
But as I wrap up this episode, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I was so humbled and honored to see that my first episode had 40 plays just overnight on the day that I posted it. So I'm hoping that this podcast will continue to reach people. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. Soon it should be available on all the major podcast platforms. So I will let you know when those go through. I'm going to try to post at least twice a week. So I hope you look forward to the next episode. And I will leave you with this. Do not mistake cruelty for tough love. Love will never make you feel as though you've lost your worth. Love, even tough love, will encourage you to be better than you were the day before. It will be honest, but it will not be harmful. And that is the difference. Thank you.